0: Welcome to you should get a license the number one source for anyone looking to learn about or join the most underrated opportunity in business today a career in the insurance industry get educated motivated and inspired for your journey as you learn both how and why you should get a license. welcome back once again this is rod powell on the you should get a license podcast edition your number one source for information education and inspiration on the most underrated career opportunity in business today that is a career in insurance and financial services very excited about our guest uh today this uh young woman is a 22 year veteran professional in this business and uh what's really exciting is you know many times you know, when we're speaking to uh, guests on, on the platform, we're talking to agents or we're talking to people who are in sales capacities that are, that are independent, you know, that are um, working in, in, in an area where there may be familiarity as far as, you know, what you may have seen, you know, just if you're someone who's, you know, going down the street and you see your local, you know, all or state farm office. Um, But she works in a in a field, one employee benefits that we don't get to talk to a lot of people in and two, you know, on 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 the corporate level as an executive, uh, which is also a very powerful place to be as well, and really doing business in a big way, doing some some major things very involved, uh, not only on, on the professional business side but very involved on the community side. Uh, with Naya, National African American Insurance Association, I want to welcome to the platform uh, a good friend of mine, a great friend of of yours as well. After this conversation, Miss Natasha Dorsey. Natasha, how you doing?
1: Ooh, I'm good now. Ooh, that was nice. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. No, look, a- a- excited to to have you here. Um, you know, I-, I I feel like you know, there's probably about four or five different conversations you know on this platform I say, yeah, you know, we met through Engazi. But I met you through and Gazi as well. You know, she she's always the, the the connection there, and um, you know the the Black Black Friday event in, in DC. Before we kind of jump into our conversation, I just want to take a minute because what what you do is a little bit different. If you could just share, you know, on our platform, um, what area of the industry do you specialize in? What what do you do on a, on a day to day basis, and 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 you know how how's your workflow look?
1: sure so i am a consultant for the number two global consulting firm i'm not going to say their name because you know i didn't get permission um but as a consultant i work with employers and we work with uh, all the different carriers to find them the best rates for benefits uh strategy is big time for us there's so many things in the benefits arena and constantly you're hearing from employees. My, my employer doesn't offer good benefits, right? This is what we're here to do, to show them what's going on in the marketplace, uh, what carriers are doing, what their rating is. Would we recommend writing business with them? It's a huge relationship driven organization. We have to constantly talk to HR and help them through anything like from health insurance all the way down to the voluntary benefit critical illness policy. So. Everything benefits, medical, dental, vision, life, disability, work site stuff, which is like critical illness, accident, whole life insurance. And there's so many other things that are popping up. Like I spend a lot of time on pet insurance, things like that. They're out because during COVID, obviously people got their, their new kids are pets and the pets are now plants. So there may be a benefit from plants eventually, but that's the benefit space. And I spend, I would say, Q4, which is now, is the time where there are no 40-hour work weeks. You're working until you're done. Um, Not necessarily that's the ask, but in order to get open enrollments, taking care of, benefit guides out in the hands of employees so they can make their decisions, which is once a year and very important, we have to spend the time and and the hours and make sure we're peer-reviewing everything and, and putting in that effort for the volume.
0: Yeah, look, that's a lot, right? It's a it's a it's a lot. I mean, you know, normally when we think about insurance, whether it be, you know, life insurance or we think about health insurance, you know, we think about it, you know, from an individualistic standpoint, right? Auto insurance, homeowners insurance, you're thinking of it from an individualistic standpoint. But where you're working is you're working with with organizations. You're trying to really look at the bigger picture of 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 everyone there how how would you know how do how how would you kind of you know explain the difference between working with groups versus working with individuals from, from your your perspective
1: so i've always been group <laughs> so um, from a rating perspective you get way more advantage from the risk you're spreading a risk amongst a group of people Mm -hmm. So from life insurance perspective, I can speak personally. I have, you know, car insurance and and whole life with my auto insurance carrier, but they're underwriting just me. Mm. So they're taking a look at what's going on with Natasha. Is she dealing with any type of chronic illnesses? Should we, you know, increase her premiums? Because that claim is definitely going to happen, but may happen sooner than we predicted to happen. Whereas on the group side, we're taking a census from that employer group and we're sending it to the carriers and they're rating based on the group. So there could be someone in the group who has you know, a chronic illness, may have a short life expectancy, but that insurance carrier is betting on, well, that one claim is not gonna like spend the group out of control and have terrible rates because we're gonna get healthy bodies in there and the premiums, we can you know, put that in the stock market and make more money off of it to make that group sustainable. So that's, that's more or less the comparison. And I, I would say it applies to every line of coverage. You know, Health insurance obviously is out of control, which is why the federal government had to get involved with the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. And you know, people that were buying the insurance needed it and they were using it. Those yeah. that don't were healthy, young, they're like, I don't need that. And we need the healthy mix to go with the unhealthy mix to make things a little bit more affordable. So that, that would be my comparison for group versus individual.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah. So the company is saying, Hey, look, instead of just looking at, you know, Natasha, or they're just, or just looking at Rod, they're saying, Hey, look, we can look at, you know, all 500 of these people and just kind of base it on the average and move forward, move forward accordingly. I, I was mentioning before we started recording how your your job right you, you're, you're a vice president with an organization um consulting working with large groups you work for a a, a very very large uh company corporation but most people don't know that your job exists yeah. <laughs> in the in this industry um before I get into how you how you got into the space, because you've been you've been around for a while, right? Yeah, yes. But why don't people know that that a career track like yours? Why is that that not common knowledge? Why don't they know it exists?
1: So, I'll correct my title because anybody from my company watching, they're gonna be like, she ain't vice president. I'm assistant vice president. Assistant I, A.V.P.
0: Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Policies that I ain't telling him that. Anyway, um, right.
0: No. I, it's
1: such a valid point because I have family members that to this day ask me, you still work at the bank? I haven't worked at the bank since 1999. Like, what are you talking about? So I don't think that it's ever a topic of discussion. Uh, no one ever has asked me, what do you do? And how did you get into that field? It's, you know, people like to talk about themselves most times. And especially in the black community. I don't have any friends that, you know, we, we sit and talk about this. I've had one person ask me in the 22 years about the affordable care act. And I lit up and I'm like, Oh my God, we're talking about that. You know, I talked to an attorney one day and he he was talking about, Oh yeah, I want to learn about ERISA. And and I I lit up like, you know what ERISA is? Like that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Right. Because it isn't, and it's not interesting. Let's be honest. It's, it's, morbid and i used to work for a life and disability insurance company for 10 years so imagine going out and doing employee meetings and you're talking about life insurance and and no one wants to talk about that but it's not if it's when everyone has that date that is going to happen so we need to talk about it and we need to know like hey your employer is providing this for you as part of your total rewards yay employer right Mm -hmm. and You could leave a legacy. You could put your kid's name down, your wife, husband, whomever, spouse as a beneficiary to help continue the legacy after you're here, to be that lump sum of money to continue to pay the bills, college tuition, mortgages, so on and so forth. And I got heckled a lot. There was always one employee in the audience like, this as Marvin. You know, you have to spice it up a little bit. So I don't think that people find it interesting. And as I mentioned before, we got on the the podcast. I feel like there's been a shift since COVID. I'm very happy being an employee. I feel like I'm heard. I feel like I'm learning so much where it felt before like stuff was hidden from me and I couldn't learn it because they didn't want me to learn it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to share. And I probably i ain't going to say probably. I, I was always upset after work. So I don't think people wanted to talk to me about what I do. Uh, my son, I have a son who's 23 today, it's his birthday. And- Happy birthday, 23. Yes. Every day I would come home exhausted and upset. And you know it was a trying day. So you think he wants to hear about insurance as a career path? Absolutely not. So I would say anyone watching this, hit me up on LinkedIn. I mean, it, it, insurance is a very lucrative career and you can learn so much and it's vast, right? I'm in benefits and you could get lost in benefits alone. I don't even know risk. I want to learn risk. I want to learn personal lines. You know, I wish I knew how to read my car insurance. I'm just taking it because I have to, you know, I could be underinsured. I could be overinsured. Nice. So it's, it's definitely a career path that I would recommend, but I would say Three, four, five four five years ago, I probably wouldn't have, but yeah. things are changing.
0: I I, I think that uh, you, you said something um, in kind of speaking about explaining, you know, what you do to people. Um, I think it's, it, it's a thing of individuals, you, when you're talking to companies and they're thinking about insurance, right? And they're thinking about putting their plans together. They're looking at it from a standpoint of how is this going to improve our operations right how is it going to in, enhance you know our our retention our employee morale productivity how is it going to help our bottom line you know and that's number one <laughs> that's number one right at the, at the top is you know hey you know what w- what kind of percentage increase that we getting in this year or, or can we not get right? right um that's where the voluntary comes in you know i'm a voluntary guy so right <laughs> Uh, but um individuals i think in, in today's climate do you feel like the employees are more receptive to what the companies are offering like from a standpoint of are they seeing it in some of the same ways like outside of just being life insurance, but with the conversations about generational wealth and you, you mentioned the word legacy. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Like with, with the conversations about legacy and, and establishing that for the future and really utilizing your benefits or utilizing your insurance in such a way where it's going to ultimately improve the quality of your life. Are you seeing that as, as more uh, of a, of a of an impactful maybe topic that, that makes the conversation more receptive to, to employers and, and to employees for that matter?
1: Great question, honestly. So since I've been in the business for 22 years, the way that we do open enrollment meetings has shifted. COVID really put a damper on that. So I did a lot of in-person meetings where I would fly across country to certain facilities where I had employer groups that had multiple locations. And I would go to all of their locations throughout the United States. And people would come to those meetings and they would sit in the meetings and they would ask questions because that's your one time a year to unless you have a family status change to delve into what the offering is and the employer probably made some changes because you mentioned bottom line rates do increase they're not necessarily going down which i've seen it happen before um but not often but since covid we've switched to online meetings uh, where I work now, I haven't personally done any meetings and I enjoy presenting because what I find is when you're one-on-one, because we have what we call the the big meeting where everyone's sitting in a room and then we mm-hmm. have office hours where an employee can come in and sit with me one-on-one and just ask me questions without everyone at their job knowing what they want to ask me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's gone. Um, and then, but there's some that still do it, but I haven't personally had that experience in the past year where i've gone out and done an in-person meeting and then we also have virtual systems where you go on and you just click what you want there's uh powerpoint presentations there's webinars i don't feel like I know we have to get away from all the traveling and all of that and the face-to-face meetings, but it's very hard to get through to people because what I hear talking to my friends and just by happenstance, because obviously every Q4 has been hard. It's busy. And I talk to people and I'm like, so are you doing open enrollment? And they're like, I don't care about that. You know, I'll just pick a plan. And I'm like, do you realize what goes into this The hours upon hours of meetings that I have with human resources, that they're going through the benefit guide with a fine tooth comb, that we're sending it back to our design team for a million iterations, that there's like smoke coming out of everyone's ears. We're trying to program the system to make sure it works. To hear that is discouraging. The other thing that I hear that upsets me is, oh, my benefits suck. Well, that's not true. Your benefits may not look like the way your benefits looked when you worked for a younger organization, right? As I said earlier, there were no rules prior to the Affordable Care Act where you had to have health insurance. So if you're working for an organization and the average age is 50, your premiums are probably gonna be high and your benefits are probably not gonna be the greatest, right? That does not mean your benefits suck. does not mean the insurance company sucks. It's the plan that your employer could afford to pick for that company. Yeah. The broker is like, we go to bat for these employers. I get renewals and I'm negotiating with these carriers. And that's what comes down to relationships. I used to be on the carrier side. I've been yelled at by brokers. I realized I don't want to be that broker. So I'm like, look, make my job easier. You know what I need, right? Come on, let's, let's what, what, can, what can you do to make this better for them? And I have to make a good case. I have to look at the benefits. I have to look at the claims. I have to look at a lot to make it an argument for them to come down off the percentage increase. And that's what employees don't understand. It's not, you may make $100,000 a year, but your employer is paying probably $25,000 for your benefit. Right. Absolutely. So you t- your total compensation might be 150 if you throw in benefits and then 401k, which is not my area. And then and other things, right? So that that part is a little discouraging, but I mean, with evolution, who knows? There may be some way to get people to see like, oh, this is great, but the in-person meetings are dwindling. Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you're absolutely right. Like the the in-person piece is certainly a big component of making sure that people are educated about how they can properly Utilize those benefits versus just click 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 click. I'm gonna right. just pick the cheapest. You're right, you know.
1: This right. <laughs> sucks. Uh, did you read?
0: Right, right, right. See, what you're you two weeks. <laughs> but you know, going going back to 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 another comment that you had, you had just made, you say, "Hey, look, you know, getting into this career, you know, it doesn't seem, you know, it doesn't seem ex- exciting. You know, it seems kind of kind of dull, like from the outside looking in." Yeah. But I mean, you just been, hey, you know, got to you're traveling around from place to place, even, even, you know, pre, post, you know, pandemic era, um, still having to have those conversations with the carriers, you know, back and forth, talking to the HR people. Um, look, I, I know that there's some, there's, you know, hey, we're going, we're hitting a dinner, we're hitting an event, we're we hitting are, right, right, an event, you know, <laughs> there's. <laughs> We'll There's some games, elements of, of excitement there.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: There's some elements of excitement there that 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 people miss, you know, a, along the way. Yeah. Um I like to I like to think of it like what you do. You you mentioned you said I'm a consultant. You know, it's a it's a it's a strategy. Like when you say consultant, what do you, what do you mean? Like for someone who is like, well, what does she do as a consultant? This is the this is the chance cuz I know when you say what you do and you say, "Hey, look, I'm a benefits consultant." People say to you,
2: Do
0: you do
1: life insurance? Yes. You do life
0: insurance. Yes. What does it mean to be a benefits consultant?
1: A benefit consultant, you have to really be learning every day. Mm -hmm. You you have to learn your client, first of all. What what are they what are they doing? What is their why? Right? What's their budget? What is their employee employee demographic? What are they looking to do? Because a lot of times they don't know. Right. They probably like, look, we need to save on costs, but we want the best total rewards for our employees. What does that mean? As a consultant, I need to know not only my clients. I need to know what's out in the marketplace. Right. Where are their employees located? Can I put in a Kaiser plan in their regional and they've got people in remote areas? Probably not. Or I could put in a major medical plan and slice it with Kaiser for those who would appreciate an HMO that live in the areas like California and the DMD where I am, it might be beneficial. Um, there could be other things like they have executives, they're having a lot of turnover. Are there any executive plans that we could put in place to retain or even attract employees like that to their organization? Are they hiring a bunch of younger folks you got to look at the demographics, what type of benefits are attracted to them. They're not really that concerned about health insurance, but they might want some voluntary worksite benefits they may want something like you know pet insurance I I was in California a couple years ago and they constantly had evolution they had a mobile gas program that they were putting in for employee benefits where if you worked in a building that didn't have a garage the mobile gas would come around and fill your tank up for you and it was two cents cheaper than the nearest gas station if you needed windshield wiper blades place place they would do that if you needed the area tires they would do that they had like a uh, an uber for kids that you could put in as an employee benefit program. Massage benefits. So you have to know what all is available. Has it been vetted? Can you contract with them? How long will implementation take? Because obviously that's gonna take up HR's time, right? Mm -hmm. Can it fit on their bin admin system? Is there a direct connection? So there's a lot that goes into it. I can't just sit down in front of an employer Uh, you know, a CHRO and and a CEO and a CFO and say, you should put in this benefit and not have every question already in mind to speak educationally and, you know, to them to say, hey, I I know what this is and I've vetted it and I've even put it in for another employer and this is how it went. And if you want to talk to them as a reference, I'll definitely ask them. So that's pretty much what, uh, you know, a consultant does is you just got to make sure you know your clients and understand strategy and be on top of strategy and then yeah. you also go to go to when stuff breaks <laughs> that's
0: right, right that's right that's right so so really just kind of a, a you you need to have a a, a holistic you know approach yeah. you know to doing business what here's here's what what i hear right um there's a term um if if someone is 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 working in an organization Um, but they're still, um, they're still working independently. It's, 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 and I'm, it's slipping my, it's slipping my mind right now, but you still have, you really still have kind of the, the autonomy, you know, of an entrepreneur for all intents and purposes, but you have the resources of an organization to go to a company and say, Hey, look, you know. I've identified, you know, based on our conversation, based on our relationship, here's some things that could assist you. But instead of me as a, you know, entrepreneur saying that I need to have all of this stuff myself, pay for it myself, bring it to bear, I have this entire suite of resources that can be utilized via the organization, you know, that I, that I work for, but I still work. Still work, you know, independently. So I, I, you kind of get a little bit of the the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, I do. I thank you for bringing that to my attention because you know we tend to overlook things that we should be grateful for. But yes, you, this organization has a ton of resources, and there will be times that I don't know what's going on, and I can bring in another subject matter expert to talk to my client, and my client trusts that I'm bringing in the right person, right. Absolutely that I'm not gonna just lollygag and tell you what I think I know. I'm gonna bring someone on. And, and, you know, as you can see, one of the examples of this would be all the states and uh, territories within states are coming up with the best leave programs. It's almost like they're competing. Paid family leave here, there, and everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. I cannot say I'm an expert on that, even though I've come from the life and disability side, but that's been almost, what, 10 years now. And things have changed a lot since then. Even the state of Maryland, where I am, is coming out with a paid family leave program. I am not going to go in front of my client and say, yeah, this is this, 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 and this. And then 10 questions come out and I'm like, I'm not sure I'll have to get back to you on that. (laughs) I'm going to go get the people from my organization that that's all they do. That's right. As far as like vetting carriers and all that, there's a department that already does that. Like I can't, I know there's people within our chapter and all that that are doing things and they want to bring their business to us. I can't do anything with that. There's a special team that will vet you if you're a new carrier that will put you on a panel and all that so that's already being handled. When I want to market something, I say I put it with that special department they go out they market it they spreadsheet it they package it in a nice presentation for me to review, make edits changes to it and then to present to my clients. so yes, that that is absolutely a blessing
0: You're the plug. <laughs> for, for, for a business for for a business owner you are the plug yeah
1: basically yeah
0: you know <laughs> what do you what do you need you go see natasha she's going to make sure you got what what you need and yeah. i want to i want to kind of bring that up because you know for for someone you know this platform you know we have people who are agents right the, the, the only career track they may know is selling life insurance selling pnc or uh, yeah. it, it may be You know individuals who are maybe thinking about getting into the industry maybe they heard about it somewhere or you know maybe when they think of of work sites they only think of you know the sub-health companies or maybe they only think of you know medicare you know like there's there, there there there's always more there's always more in this industry than what you think there is right so when someone looks at you they can say man okay Hmm. I, I could do that if you want. If you want to interact and and mingle with you know business leaders pretty much on a regular basis, if you want to be the go-to person you know for those decision makers, if you want to really uh, get deta- be detailed in, in, in strategy yeah. as a as a business-minded individual, then you have kind of the perfect career track to be able to do that and. You know it's a, it's a very lucrative now look i you know i ain't trying to count your money but <laughs> i know consultants do well you know it's a, lucrative. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lucrative uh career path as well let's let's go back let's re- rewind let's go all the way back pre pre-insurance you know um growing up take me back you know non-ten-year-old natasha dorsey what what were you dreaming about being when you grew up? What were you going to be when you grew up?
1: You know, I used to mimic my mom. My mom was a realtor when I was a kid. And she took me to work with her a couple times. And I remember seeing, you know, the notepad, the pen. And she had this big stamp that said paid. And I took some of that stuff home, you know. And I would be in my office stamping paid on everything and writing and talking to my my um, imaginary clients. And I just always like wanted to teach. I used to to always make pretend I was a teacher as well. And my mom used to say, even as a toddler, I was always precocious, advanced for my age, just wanting to learn and grow and and be somebody, you know, when I grew up. So that that was me. Um, But obviously, you know, coming up in the, the 80s, we were told things like, don't go to HBCU, you won't get a good job. Mm. Um, you know, your name is fine because your resume will make it to the door of that organization. Natasha's a Russian name. But what what else were, um, HBCU that, yeah. Like, so we were prepared for the, the hardships that we would face yeah. being black, having a black name, going to a black school when trying to get a, a good job. Uh, but no one ever taught me how to handle my emotions and responses in situations as such. And I can say, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. So somebody was playing for me, some ancestors or something, because there were, with any organization, racial disparities within our organizations. Um, Lots of uh, microaggressions. and, And like I said, I always wanted to learn, always wanted to grow, but it was, it felt like, no, 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 no stay in your lane. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to raise my son in a nice neighborhood and not Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore has some nice n- neighborhoods, right? Do. Yeah. But from my, the salary that I had at that time, I wanted to do better. I wanted him to go to better schools. I imagined him being able to shoot a basketball in front of the house in the garage, but that was never an opportunity for me to afford it. But other colleagues that didn't look like me had that including pools in their backyard. So, um, but that, that was growing up and that was, you know, with the shift in COVID and everything, I think things have changed. Our voices are being heard. There's actually survey data about the disparities in the insurance industry. And, um, you know, it feels good to know that we're being heard. And the organization that I work for now, speeding ahead, but we'll go back again, to say about how I got licensed. Yeah. Um, they are very supportive. I, I am able to be my true authentic self. Uh, My team is amazing. They support my initiatives with NAYA. So it's it's 180, 180. And I want more people to be a part of. They have apprenticeship program. A lot of agencies are doing that too, where they're paying for students to go to school, not just based on ethnicity, um, but at my agency, looks like we're doing pretty good with bringing people (laughs) of color in, you know? And they're paying for them to go to school while working at the organization. And then afterwards, after they graduate, then they will offer them an opportunity. So it was huge. Uh, Jill Biden was at our organization like last week, I think, for this apprenticeship. Yeah, like major things happening. Another thing, I we were in a training at my job like two weeks ago, and I looked around the room. And in my entire career, there has only ever been maybe one black male. At the organizations that I've worked for, and maybe a handful of Black women in that room, it was like three Black men and like seven Black women. It was like 25 of us, and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing! And they're and they're not in administrative roles, right? Some of them were, you know, part of the apprenticeship program, but there were like assistant vice presidents, uh, vice presidents, like senior vice presidents. This organization is walking the walk and talking the talk, and you know, helping me to get more so away from that, you know, I'm black and they treated me different to now. Hey, I wanna talk to anybody that's coming out of, you know, HBCU or any college of that fact, like we all need to bring up the next generation of of individuals, of employees to carry the torch and should be diverse, you know, every ethnic group, every, you know, gender, however you identify, like this is a great career opportunity or entrepreneurship opportunity if they listen to your podcast.
0: Look, entrepreneurship or cor- corporate growth. You know, I I, yep. I I'm very mindful of listen when, <laughs> I, when I speak about getting a license. I you know I just um, did a, uh, a a meeting with with NIA Saint Louis chapter. Uh, and yeah. we, we had a collaborative event, and what we were talking about is you know how getting that license can help you on your corporate career track you know? So I, 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 whereas, you know, for me, I, I feel like for me, I'm like, Hey, you know, it, it could be an entrepreneurial track, but I also feel because I worked on the corporate side too, that if I didn't have the light, if I didn't have the license, if I didn't have, you know, the prior experiences, I wouldn't have been able to, to move in that direction either. And I also understand that, Hey, if I decide that I wanted to pivot back, you know, the licenses and designations I have give me the flexibility to be able to do that too. So I think there's, I think it's about, you know, just kind of finding, you know, your groove and finding where you can make that impact, make that impact in the industry as a whole, because we, we, we all aren't going to do it from the entrepreneurial side. I don't think we're all going to do it from the corporate side too, but we have to be, I think we have to work within the organizations that, you know, really kind of run and, and, and determine the direction that the industry is going as well. And, And how do we help determine the direction if we're not voices you know kind of at that at the at those tables you know we yeah. can't do it on on the outside so you know yeah. it, it can go both ways you know this, this <laughs> is for everybody right <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> let's go
1: back in time again i, I came forward yeah 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 let's, yeah let's go back let's
0: go <laughs> through that journey because where you are now even and even in feeling you know the the, the 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 acceptance i'll say acceptance i mean i, I I, I know just from what I know of you, you know, you're you're going to be comfortable in being who you are in, in any environment. And, and, and you're always going to to shine. You know, you're always going to do what's what's necessary to to be excellent. But going back 20, you know, 22 years, you know, how do we get to this place? Because I know it hasn't always been the same, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, besides trying to be like my mom, I also tried to start a singing group with my cousin. Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. <laughs> Now that, that, that's
2: what I that's what I heard. I wanted to guess
1: yeah. that like that too. Yeah. I love singing. I love music. Um yeah, I used to record myself singing like harmonizing, right? And record over it with my, with harmonizing. That was kind of cool, but that didn't work out. Um yeah, LA Reed never got back to me. I sent them a letter, you know, it never happened, but
0: his loss.
1: Yeah, his loss. So <laughs> it, it was. But yeah, I had a friend who um was working for a life and disability carrier. I went to high school with her and she told me about the job. And I had just had my son, he was six months old and I was working for a bank and I hated it. I hated it. Um, They kept us at work long, recounting the vault, just to track you know, hours. They wanted them hours to be on their check, period, right? And I'm like, look, I need to go, right? But the name of the bank was kind of similar to the, carrier that I was applying to and I'm like oh my god is that the same company like is it gonna be bad but it ended up not being the same company and it was a great opportunity for me I had to drive at least 30 minutes one way and I remember pulling up as a 20 year old to this uh corporate office park with mirrored windows and I'm riding the elevator up and I've got my own Cubicle with my own phone line, business cards, big white IBM computer had a Easy. typewriter. We're talking two thousand, okay? <laughs> May, I think it was May twenty fifth or some two thousand. Who knows? But um, I came in as a data entry specialist, and one of the things that I remember is vividly is we had monthly Monday sales meetings where everyone in the office came, and the the lead of that office. I don't know what the Titles were, but he was like an executive sales director of the office. He had this spirit about him like, we were winning, but I didn't know what we were doing to win because all I did was key in data all day, right? But they made us feel like we were part of a winning team. Uh, and then, you know, they would talk about the sales metrics, where we were as far as our goals. They used a lot of bureaucratic language in the sales world. And I'm like, I want to know what that is. Like, I've always been that way, but I I won like sweatshirts and cups. And I walked away with stuff over the years. Um, but I was in that role for six months and the census started coming less and less. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh gosh, this isn't good. What does this mean? Right. And I filed on the filing cabinet, which is also obsolete. Now we have everything electronic. And I would file, and then I started walking around and talking to people like, what do you do? Because I still didn't know what we did to win. I didn't know I worked for an insurance company. I just knew I did the entry, right? I'm 20, right? Remember when you were 20? Just put yourself in my And so I would walk around and people were like, you know, I'm busy. But let some gossip pop off. They'll turn around, yeah, you have, yeah, right? I know what you do. I want to job shadow you. But that wasn't interesting enough for them to stop what they were doing. And so I got up the courage to go to my boss. And that was another thing, like being black and young, like leave the boss alone. You want to stay away from the boss because boss, you talk to the boss. They are gonna think you're trying to leave and then they'll help you leave. Mm. I don't want to lose this job. I really like this corporate feeling that I have. I have my own business cards. I'm important. And I went to her and I... Again, I had a, a ton of time on my hands. I've read the value proposition of the company about uh, how to do developmental plans and career pathing. I've read all of that. But then I got discouraged and started, before I met with the manager, I started calling out. I would come in and I would be on the internet. I'd be on personal calls and I'm the type of person where I know when I'm messing up and I don't... If someone has to tell me they noticed, now that's the nail in my coffin. I feel horrible. Yeah. So I went to her and it took so many rehearsals in the mirror to get up the courage to go in there with my story. And I just went to her and I said, You know, I really like working here and I feel like I'm a part of a winning organization, but I would love to know if there are other opportunities to be more of a contributor. And she looked at me and said, You have to be in that role for 18 months. That's it. And I was like, Okay. And I, I walked out of her office, like, Okay, now she's going to think I'm looking for another job. And I'm, anxiety in my head and I'm like they're gonna eliminate this role like there's no way and there was another person in that role too so I'm like there's two of us and we're getting probably three census data uh, to to input a week you can knock that out in minutes right yeah so that manager ended up being transferred because her uh, she had a military spouse and there was another person that was internally promoted and she was one of the ones I would go to and asked like, what do you do? Tell me what you do. Well, she got it done. So I got promoted after being in the data entry role for nine months, not 18. And shortly thereafter they rolled out this new system that allowed brokers to email the census and it would upload into the system. But I never knew where that data went. I like, I didn't know, like it goes here and then it goes there and then this is how it happens. I knew nothing. So this role I got in was an assistant and I was an assistant to consultants who had a book of business We'll go out on the road and while they're on the road i kept the show going and we printed a lot back then typed correspondence and there was one girl who i still talk to to this day she was the one person that probably is the reason why i'm still in the industry because she gave me feedback in real time which is huge because a lot of the places that i've worked a lot of my colleagues that were lead in positions they went to my manager instead of coming to me So I wouldn't find out about whatever I did wrong until review time when they're analyzing the little $1,500 bonus you're gonna get that gets taxed anyway. And that would mean that it would be less than 1,500 because I made mistakes that I didn't even know about, right? Um, This one woman was so good with me that I even went back to school because I'm like, "I I have to finish college because in order for me to write good correspondence and do well, At this company i've got to do better i've got to learn more and i took business courses to learn what they were talking about in these sales meetings and everything fast forward the third position i got promoted to i'm not sorry the second position i got promoted to because i was data entry then an assistant then i became an account specialist i had my own book of business now and this was after three years being with the organization and I felt important. I now could talk directly to clients. I now could go out on the road and and meet with them. And I remember there was this older lady that was promoting to a consultant role that I used to be the assistant for, and she was freaking out because she had to take that license and exam. Mm. And I went through the pain and suffering with this lady. You know, she talked about down to like the bubble guts, like I can't keep nothing down, I'm nervous. Every time I keep taking the practice test, I just I keep failing. I don't know. I really need this job and they've been hiring younger people. I I don't need this to be the catalyst for me to use, lose this job. And and she wasn't a woman of color, but I get along with everybody. And I went through that that roller coaster ride with her. And when she passed, we celebrated softly in her cubicle. And I thought to myself, because I, yes, I got promoted twice, but I still went through a lot. Whereas like, yeah, you need to get a degree. You need this. You need that. Like every time I went to them for other opportunities, it was disheartening to say the least. And so I decided on my own with my own money, which was not a lot of free money to spare. My husband and I were struggling with a child. I decided to go take the course. And to go get licensed mm. but I didn't tell my job because i thought they would discourage me and say we're not paying for that because it's not part of your position right so i went i got up three saturdays in a row drove 30 minutes um, north to a community college the professor taught the exam i scheduled the exam but then it was oh man i gotta leave work early for this I got to tell my boss, or I've got to ask permission. Well, by this time, I'm on my fourth manager. <laughs> and it was cool. she was cool. She had an HR background and very paternalistic, but I was, had been burned so many times, I was scared of her too, right? But I told her, I was like, I need to leave early today. I, you know, she's like, why, what's going on? I said, I'm taking a test. And she was like, what kind of a test? The licensing exam. She was like, what? Oh my god, why did you tell me? Well, is the job paying for it? I was like, I didn't tell anybody, why not? I'm like, I just wanna see if I can do it on my own. She was like, okay, I tell you what, if you want me to know if you pass, let me know. She said, but we are paying for this and we're paying for the courses that you took. I'm like, really? She was like, yeah. So I went and I am horrible as a student. I, I failed tests because of my testing anxiety. You know, I passed that test. On the first try, what? (laughs) So I'm on the highway and I called her and I was like, "I passed." She screamed, and she but before and I thought I had to go back to work, so I passed my house to go back to work. She had already emailed the entire office, and would you know, everyone in that position—it was probably like five or six others—were so inspired they also took that class and they also got licensed. Wow yeah so that's who i am as a person i'm i'm genuinely happy i'm an empath i take on other people's energy i like happy you should energy. have started this platform
0: uh, you know you should get your yeah. <laughs> whole office to get likes.
1: yeah but like she I, i'm like i've already gone through the, awesome. the hills and the valleys with this lady so i might as well do it myself but you know the, the culture in that organization at that time was very toxic, but the organization itself was amazing. Like I said, I read their value proposition. I read the benefits. I'm the one that knew like, wait, my benefits are amazing, right? There's so many things that they offer. They had different positions that i could have gone to, but it was leadership that had that mind frame of, she want more money. Let's not pay her. I mean, there are several times that the salary band changed and my salary was under it. And they bumped me up just maybe $200 over the base. Things like that, you know? So, but we're not going to discourage anybody. That was the past, this old ancient time.
0: That's right, that's right. But you you took action into your Mm. own hands, right? You said, look, I don't, listen, y'all don't have to open the door for me because I'm going to open the door for myself. Oh,
1: I'm kicking the door in. I'm (laughs) kicking the door in, right? I'm kicking the door in. And I got my fold-out table, I got my own
0: table. And, and you know what? That's a you know that that's a pow- that's a powerful lesson, you know, for anyone to 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 take and, and own, right? Because look, it's it's not gonna be handed to you. And a lot of times, you know, people might be might be jealous of what they see in you. You know, so you gotta be mindful, you have to be mindful in every environment that you're in that if you want something. You know, you gotta go ahead and go get it. You gotta put yourself out there for it as well. And you know, I, I look, I, I applaud you. You know, for taking taking those steps outside of the gig. You didn't tell anybody what you were doing. You're like, look, hey, look, I'm just gonna. You were moving like a ninja. You're like, hey, I'm just gonna do this, get this thing going. And yeah. you know what? You'll find you'll find out when it's done. I mean, now you you know, like the day of, you'll find out the day of. And yeah. uh, I mean, I think that's a part of the reason why. You know, you've been able to build to to the point you are now, and I know even now, you know, by you know, in our conversations, this is you, you're still kind of just at the beginning of where you're ultimately going, um, even with your your successes. So I, I I applaud you for it. I think it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I
1: you know I didn't I forgot all about that until I was this. <laughs> I was like, wow, that did happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we I'm inspired sure. That- others as you know part of the job description because there was no reason why we were out doing meetings and not licensed yeah but yeah that was and, that was definitely a big and deal inspired others.
0: you know i think I, you know i think that can't be dismissed as well you, you you never know you know who's watching you never know who's paying attention you know to the moves that you're making and and how they might be motivated you know to go down a certain path because of the moves that you you made um that's an incredible contribution that's an incredible contribution let me, so, so take, take, okay, so continue on, continue the progression, because I want to, I want to get to the place where, where you are now, you know, in your career. And then, you know, I really want to talk about like, like what's next, you know, like <laughs> I want to know where you're going.
1: Okay. Um, well, I don't know, but I guess it'll come out as I'm talking right. so from there. Uh, the organization that I worked for had some bad press and as a result, you know elliot spitzer did his thing and they had to lay off a ton of people at that organization i wasn't one of them but i was recruited by another life and disability carrier and i went there for two years and faced similar things that just didn't feel good um back then it was like a big deal to work from home and i my son had asthma so i would be off and hospital with him and I can't do anything right I'm there with him but I could literally be keeping the show on the road with a laptop and it was like I was asking for something special like special permission special privilege um I left that organization because the first organization called me to come back and I thought that was an honor because I went to their competitor Mm. but I needed more money because I was going through a divorce and I didn't want to tell everybody like, oh, yeah, I need more money. I'm going to do because that's what they thought I needed anyway. It was like I walked around with the she needs more money on her forehead. And no, I want to contribute more. I want to learn more. I know I'm capable of more. Right. But you're going to compensate me as well. Right. That Like, I'm not like, I don't know what I want to do, but I need more money. Like, that was never me. Right. Still, so. I went and interviewed back at the old organization and I was very passionate about it. The way they trained us was like no other, like other agencies and, and carriers have poached from that carrier because the training was so good.
2: Mm.
1: And I was gone for almost two years. And I remember getting the job again, came back in the same role. And um, <laughs> the new manager I'd never met, first thing she said was, we we still don't offer work from home. Like.
0: Was that in my file? Like, what the right.
1: right? Like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. They the
0: world pre 2020, I just. Uh... Oh,
1: man. <laughs> but I remember going and sitting down at my cubicle and running through the systems like it never left. It was ingrained in me, and I felt happy I was home. Right? Yes, y'all abused me, but I was home. And maybe this time around it'd be different, but it wasn't. Um, there were, there was a promotion uh, opportunity there as well to become a senior account specialist. And I got dinged for one thing that wasn't even my full metric. So I'll, I'll tell you briefly what that was. And so you can have context, but uh, at this organization, when the sales rep goes to the broker firm, you give them an application, right? And let's say today is November 28th. And the broker is at your organization and, They're like, okay, when do you want this coverage to start? You'll say November 1st, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's backdate it. Okay. And then you sign it that you've signed to November 1st as well. Well, I had 30 days to get this in the system, contract printed and all for it to count as me meeting my metric. Okay. Right. So today's the 28th, but you as the broker signed that document because your sales rep told you, you want it to be effective November 1st, and you signed it, you signed it also on November 1st, Mm -hmm. right? You also got a binder check. Binder checks take, back then, I don't know if they do that anymore, 10 days minimum to clear with the bank. So even if I did manage to code all the provisions in the system, the system would not allow me to press submit because the binder hasn't cleared. So I'm already maybe 12 days late on that metric, and that's how I got dinged. Gotcha. Okay, so I always knew like this isn't fair, but who was listening to me? Nobody. I had no voice. So um, I I finally got promoted uh, and I had managers. I'm still friends with several of my former managers and they would go to bat for me and they paid handsomely in a bad way for it. Not necessarily just for me, but for being good managers and going against what these other bad managers were trying to do. And um, so I remember working for this organization as a senior account specialist, and I wanted to promote again. I wanted to be a consultant. Remember, I was this assistant. Mm-hmm. Oh, they made sure that I wasn't gonna get that. And the organization was going through reorg again because the Affordable Care Act was co- well had started, mm-hmm. but now we're in 2012 as they were think- hoping that the Supreme Court would have kicked it out.
0: Got you, but it's kicking out. It's rolling into law now.
1: Yeah, correct. But this was before that the Supreme Court thing and. So this organization was uh, eliminated all of their original positions and put in new positions, but they weren't telling people how many positions were available. And from what I found out later was secretly tapping the ones they wanted to keep. Mm -hmm. Everyone else had to meet with the head of the office to talk about options. And this man made me feel like crap every week. It was like a demotivation session. My, all of my reviews were raving, but he would like, no, you're, you're not as great as you think you are. And, but, oh yeah, things like that. And um, the same girl, let's go back to the woman who gave me feedback in real time and who taught me and inspired me to go back to school. She didn't tell me to go back to school, but from her, from her feedback, I'm like, I gotta go to college. Yeah. She was laid off from that organization and she was calling to check on me and said, something's up because you're not talking. She said, you want me to help you look for another job? And I said, yes. And she's like, say no more. She sent me a resume template, said, you know, give me your resume. I'm going to send it to the number three global brokers firm. I'm like, yeah, all right. Oh, whatever. Like this broker, I'm like, every time I emailed them, I double, triple, quadruple checked to make sure everything was straight because they were like the pinnacle of brokers, right? One of them. So when she said that, I was like, yeah, that's funny, right? Like they're not going to hire me. And she sent it. And uh, one of the employees there called me on a Saturday and was like, oh, I just want to let you know, I got your resume and, uh, you know, I want to meet with you. We're going to send you an email to schedule an interview. I'm like, this is happening. So I went. And met with them. And it it was very comfortable because being on the carrier side, I had been trained to meet with brokers. So it felt like a broker meeting, but it, I was talking about me. Mm-hmm. That's all it took. And not only did they hire me, they hired me as a senior client manager with no prior experience with medical, dental, vision, none of that. I just had life and disability. So that was 12 years into the industry. I moved over to the consulting side. and at that organization, trust me, that was a huge learning curve. Like with the Supreme Court thing, I learned ACA alongside of everyone at my organization, because it was laws. Like it's not going anywhere. Yeah. But as far as financials, I never learned like how to read the spreadsheets and you know, the, the rate increases, and I would just go to the meetings and wait for my part and talk about service stuff. But I did the same thing there, raised my hand for more opportunities and they weren't happening, but I did get one opportunity in 2016 to start a Toastmasters chapter. Mm. And it was uh, for this agency, like, you know, there's tons of, a vast of insurance, right? So I'm in benefits, we have our own little corner in the office. They've got, you know, risk, personal lines, all that, right? This man was over our office. Baltimore and Richmond and he I didn't even know he knew who I was and he tapped me and said I want you to get a Toastmasters demonstration meeting started I um, like if you could have seen this like I was so excited but I couldn't show it like he's giving me an opportunity I cannot mess this up oh my god Mm -hmm. so I reached out to Toastmasters National set up the demonstration meeting they came out we did the meeting and he was like I want you to roll this out for our office.
0: Mm-hmm. but Toastmasters for those that, that don't know. Okay, oh, yeah. sorry. Because <laughs> because you know pe- some some people may have not he- have heard of Toastmasters. The organize organization that helps you with public speaking, right? It was a group correct. everybody gets together, does public speaking, correct?
1: Correct. Okay. Yes. And with the way I've been umming on this podcast, I need to take it again. But uh, anyway. <laughs> 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 but we started the chapter in our office and this organization was like, we're not going to pay the dues the employees are gonna to have to pay their own dues. I'm like, how am I gonna get people to come, you know? Yeah. So I had to put my spin on it. I'm like, we're gonna do it. So this guy, he was the president of the chapter. I was vice president of education and I had the rest of my executive board and people would come. I had managers in our Toastmasters chapter, lots of sales, like producers, because the whole point was, like you said earlier, you say you're a consultant. People say, you tell life insurance? We have to be able to speak clearly, concisely, and give our elevator pitch as to what we do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was the whole reason for you know him wanting to do it. But he also had a list of things he wanted to achieve that year, and Toastmasters was one of them. I didn't know this. And he was also trying to become a board member for the National Zoo. I didn't know that either. The, right. the lady that got me to this job said, do you know this man? And I'm like, yeah, she's like, oh, I, I just voted for him. I figured you knew him, right? So, um, but yeah, we had the meetings. And with Toastmasters, you have different speeches that you have to do. And a lot of the speeches helped us get to know our colleagues on a personal level. There were times that obviously we're at work. People that signed up for speeches or the leadership track, which is the person that's counting the ums and ahs and timing you and doing the speech evaluations, they couldn't come because of a client commitment right? Client fires, Toastmasters have to wait. So I've had to give impromptu speeches and these speeches are supposed to be crafted in a certain way. And so that helped me grow because it was under fire that I had to make sure we filled that time because it was specific to an hour. And then I had a manager there who was on the risk side and she was constantly hiring. And every time she hired a new employee, she sent them to me to meet and to say, Hey, come to this demonstration meeting, see if you like it and then they joined. Everybody was paying their dues, everybody was showing up. I think three or four people completed all 10 speeches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what was great is this guy who ran our office, he couldn't really keep up with it. Like he w- Whenever he was in the office, he made sure to come. And it was during our lunch hour as well. But we merged with another big consultant firm and we had our town hall meeting And he announced, I had no idea, he announced that he was passing the torch to me as president. And everyone turned around like, oh my God. He said, me, (laughs) right? But long story short, I know it's a long story, but we ended up winning distinguished chapter of the year because I got so many people through the club. We celebrated because I was planning to move to San Diego right after that. So we got all those people through the leadership track and then the organization decided to start a chapter in their Baltimore office and they were paying the dues then because they saw how successful it was. And my son even attended and said it was so much fun because I'm lively, right? Yes, doing speeches, you have to be serious, but we laughed. We helped each other. And every room you would go into, if you go in the lunchroom after a Toastmasters meeting, people are talking about the meeting. You go to an event off site, people were talking about Toastmasters. So everyone wanted to know what was up in Toastmasters because we were bonding and it was like, we had our own little gang, right? Like a a good gang. (laughs) 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 But yeah, like that was, that was a huge opportunity for me. And I really appreciate him for seeing me, not as just an employee walking around, that he believed in me enough for me to pull that off. Yeah. And then from there, I moved to California because I've always wanted to live on the the West Coast where the weather's nice most of the time. And that's where my career went to the next level. And I went from the the client manager position with different titles for the past 17 years to an account executive where I'm lead on the account. I've got a team behind me. Well, not behind me, beside me, because that's our client. Right. and we worked in collaboration to deliver to our clients and their employees and that's the company i work for that i got to travel all over the country it was so dope like i'm leaving san diego headed to atl right. <laughs> <laughs> they even sent me back to maryland like i've been as far north as like uh connecticut like it's wild like the the it got better and better um but I came back to Maryland because I am the caregiver for my mother. She's disabled, so she needed to go into a assisted living facility. So I made the decision to come back, and it happened right as we all were shutting down the world. I moved home April 4th, 2020. There were nine people on my plane from San Diego here.
2: Right, you and got a flight.
1: Right. 13, you know? Right. The, the <laughs> amazing thing about that sidebar is that Yes, the world shut down, but everything that I needed to do didn't, Wow. it was, yeah, but I joined a boutique firm uh, because I was desperate. I'm like, I, I need a job. I need to come back. I didn't have time to really like be picky about what I wanted to do, but that was a great opportunity because I got to see what it's like to work for those types of agencies as well. And it was like a family. And, um, that I was the only person of color for almost, what, the two years that I was there. I don't think I was there two years. It's like a year and some change. But they gave me autonomy. They respected me. They they loved all the swag secrets I bought from California, like my negotiation techniques. They were using them. The teams, like, and, and I don't know where they get these people from, but they had, they were hiring people that didn't have experience. They came in and were killing it. I mean, crushing it. And this is one of the things that I want to say about me as being, you know, ambitious and, and precocious as a little toddler and young adult. Um, I know passion. I can identify it when I see it. And the girls that I work with at that organization were passionate. Mm. And when they were feeling like they didn't do well, they would call me and they're like, I feel like I'm letting you down. And, you know, da, da, da. and I would tell them, you're being too hard on yourself. I'm not upset with you because how can, no one can drink from a fire hose. No one, I can't help you. We're we're both not going to be successful j- drinking from a fire hose, but we're going to do our best. So what I want to do is help you. And to this day, I've been gone. It'll be a year soon. And I still talk to them. I still meet with them because we became family and we serviced our clients together. They learned from me. I learned from them. That was the first time in my career where I felt heard and seen. And I recognized who, like my passion and my, my willingness to learn and grow and them because they were like me, mm-hmm. you know? And then one of my Toastmasters became a manager at the organization I work for now. And he reached out to me and asked to meet, you know, for lunch and he asked how I was doing. And he said, you were a fearless leader at, you know, at that company. And he said, how are you doing? And I said, I am okay. But after COVID, we started losing a lot of accounts. And I'm not used to that. Working for larger organizations, you might lose a group once a year or two a year, not three in a month, right? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the walls are closing in. I might get laid off. I don't know. He said, can I do you a favor? I said, sure. He's like, I'm gonna put you in touch with some folks where I work. And I'm like, okay. And he did and i met with uh the local practice leader for where i work and i felt like i was on ashton kutcher's old show punked because the way he was telling me like all the things that i could do because he he looked at my resume and he's like you could do this you could do that if you wanted to move back to the west coast you could i'm like what come on man come on he's like and you will come in as an officer of the company what no more fighting for a senior title? And I'm like, okay, it's Q4. I'm scared. I don't want to leave. I don't want to burn bridges. He's like, we'll wait for you. Mm. Yeah. So here I am. And uh, where do I go from here? Well, because of the lack of learning, because I was held back, I feel like there's still so much more that I need to learn. Mm. And where I am, there are so many things that I could do, so many things I can learn, so many, and I'm just completing a year and I am getting ready for strategy and all of that. So I'm not sure, but hmm. I want to get my psc license. I'm putting it off because I'm not as young as I was. <laughs> the life and health that was in 2005, man. You're 20, still young enough. Okay. <laughs> Look, I don't have time for the bubble guts. <laughs> and the nervousness but yeah i would love to be able to to do that i think that that's next and to to do more with naya more relationship building learning more from you guys shout out to Ngozi, man because she is the reason why i know you she's the reason why i know about naya i will always forever be grateful for her connection and that was me reaching out to her i was scared i was like she ain't gonna respond to me this woman is too good um But I'll say something else as a sidebar. And I want anyone who's watching this to know like, seriously, if you wanna talk to me about this industry, reach out on LinkedIn. Don't be afraid. Don't look at me and think, oh, she ain't gonna respond, because I know how that feels. Um, You know, when I was 17 years old, I remember vividly I worked for KFC. I can say that organization because I don't work there no more. And um, I was on the drive thru, little drive thru girl. And there was this woman that drove up to get her food. And I'll never forget beautiful. Black woman, long hair, wearing a bad suit, was driving a a Hunter Green Beamer, okay? And I'm looking at her and I'm like, what do you do? But I I can't ask her that. I have to stay within my script. You need any ketchup, (laughs) straw? And I'm looking at her like, can you please catch this look? Because I want to know, like, I'm at the crossroads. I'm about to graduate from high school. I don't know, my GPA is terrible. I'm not getting into any schools that I want to get into. What do you do? And she had an attitude. She had an attitude. She had this look on her face, like, just give me my food, you know? And I'll never forget, she pulled off and I felt discouraged, like, dang, right? And she would come through there weekly and get her food. And I just imagine, like, if she had just opened it up where I would have been like, wow, you're really pretty and you got it together. I would love to spend some time talking to you, to get to know what you do, because I'm not sure what I want to do and I'm about to finish high school. And we could have had lunch at the table inside of KFC, but you know who knows what she was going through being black woman in whatever corporate organization she worked at and was rushing to go get lunch. But that left a mark with me because that experience almost prevented me from emailing and gozy on LinkedIn.
0: She left the mark for you not to be that person. Yes, fear. You know what I mean? Like if, if who, who knows, it's like your everything that you've shared, right. Even when you mentioned, um, you know, this, you know, these people were, you know, making, even, even if someone was making an attempt to try to hold you back, you always found a way to say, you know what, Hmm, I'm going to take that path myself. Yep. I'm going to find a way, I'm going to find this way myself. And once again, because of, of who you are, um, I would say, in, in, intrinsically motivated to always be in a state of, of perpetual development, right? You Since you're always on that train, it doesn't matter what anyone else is, is attempting to do, because you're always going to be able to maneuver through, above, around, to get exactly where you are right now, you know, all, all things in, in divine order. So
1: even with fear, yeah. But I'm getting old, so all that you know, I'm saying, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little.
0: Only, bit. only as old as as you as you feel. Trust me, it, it, they, you, you, you're not old at all. <laughs> you know, because if you're old, then I'm old. I'm not old. You know, because <laughs> so, I think we're about the same age. So. Oh, I'm not embracing.
1: <laughs> we, we we don't look like we're our age, so that that's right. <laughs> I tell everybody, I'm like, yeah, I don't look my age. And, and thank God the people that tried to destroy me and make me feel bad. It didn't come not out any. of me, but yeah, but, yeah. but it does go somewhere. And like, you know, to your listeners, again, anybody, if you have kids that are at a crossroads and not sure what they want to do, and you want to ping me on LinkedIn, I I don't know what the handle is, but just go to Natasha Dorsey on LinkedIn. Uh, I will accept, I will talk to you i'll schedule time with you because it is important to know that people will listen that people will give you advice um and i'm grateful for that friend who told me about that carrier because there's no telling where i would be and that and that sales manager like all the characters throughout my career added value some did to Me continuing on, like feeling like we were winning in those sales meetings. I'm like, I want to do more to to help us win more because we kept coming in second. We wanted to come in third. So what can I do for us to win more?
2: Yeah.
1: And there are people like me out there that feel like they're being held back or not sure what they want to do, have so many thoughts, not sure how to organize them. I would definitely. I I, I can't tell you the way, but I can tell you what I'm doing and, and all the opportunities about Naya. I would be willing to share because Ngozi did that for me and it has done so much. Like I'm on your podcast and I've been behind the scenes and no one even knew who I was. And so now, you know, people know who I am, even at Naya. So this is, this is huge. And I want to spread the love.
0: Well, look, you know, we, we appreciate you, you know, on on this platform, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to just get to know you um, as a, as a colleague and a friend. And, you know, I, I, I know that for, for you, even where you are now, like your voice is just going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger in this industry. And your and the story is just so powerful. And I think that, you know, anyone who listens to this entire conversation, they're going to be, they really are going to be inspired, you know, by the journey, by overcoming those, those obstacles, by, you know, finding, finding other ways and getting creative and also just staying the course, right? Because, at many times throughout the last 22 years, you could have said, you know what, forget this. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm doing something else, forget this, but staying the course, yes. staying the course, and, and ultimately you'll get to where you want to be. I mean, this could be, you know, this could be a film, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> there could be a whole whole film going from this, but um, I was going to ask you, you know, what, what encouraging words, you know, you had uh, for someone who might be looking at the space, and, and I, I think you, you shared some of that, but here's what I want to do. I want to make sure that people know. Look, when, on the link in the interview, whether you're on Spotify or on or on uh, YouTube, you know, watching us, you know, you'll be able to see Natasha. We're gonna make sure we have your LinkedIn post there so people can actually reach out Thank to you.
1: you. There you go. Maybe I need to make it a uh, customized. I don't know if it is or not. See that? That's my age right there. I, I <laughs> this technology stuff it is
0: natasha dorsey i think it's natasha <laughs> Dorsey. B we'll, we'll make sure that is that is there though just look for the natasha that's in baltimore you know that's well, in I'm baltimore.
1: Not there
0: anymore. i'm from baltimore oh from baltimore okay maryland because yeah, there's maryland. a there is another natasha dorsey on linkedin i think in california too you know but this but you're the only insurance one i think you're the only one on the employee benefits side and, and when they find you they'll, they'll know they found you but Ooh. um Look, I I appreciate you being here. Thank you for for sharing your story and your message. Um, If you are listening, you know, to this conversation and you might be in the same situation. I mean, look, you might be working for a company that you don't really know everything that they do. You might be in the data entry like, oh yeah, I'm working for this company. And it might be some major Fortune 500, you know, insurance corporation where there's another opportunity that's waiting for you. But it's waiting for you to go get it. Nobody may not say anything to you about it. You mm-hmm. might have to be the one to take that initiative. And if you do what uh, uh, Miss Dorsey just told you, you know, maybe you heard something in this conversation that made you say, "Hmm, you should get a license. You Until should get time. a license. I'm gonna get the <laughs> one." Hey, have a great one. Thank you, and take care.
1: Thank you.